0: Welcome to Religious Sanity, episode four. I'm oh, here really? with Pastor yeah. Andrew. What yeah, hello, are we talking about?
1: I, I thought that the last time we sent out a teaser that we might be oh, talking yes. about uh, about God and uh, God's wife or consort or partner. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I, I think that that's still an... Good plan for us for today to discuss. Yes. So last time we were talking about God El, More commonly uh, named in uh, Hebrew Bible uh, as Elohim in Hebrew, uh, that uh, would be the name of God translated uh, in English translations with uh, God with capital letter. Mm-hmm. Okay, and. Uh, uh, we talked uh, how this got L m- fused or merged uh, with God Yahweh, yeah. and in that process of monotheization, you know, yeah. and that uh, this was like a non-adversarial merger uh, over against the ballistic uh, mm-hmm. version of merger. Uh, it was not an hostile takeover, let mm-hmm, me put it mm-hmm. that way. Okay, yeah, uh, you, you yeah, know, right. with Baal, it was hostile takeover. Right. Uh, Baal, the name and mention of Baal was suppressed, yeah. while all different furnishings of that deity were taken over. Yeah. While with El, even the name kind of persisted and, and carried over, right. uh, only being kind of uh, changed. Or demythologized into just regular name for God, mm-hmm. uh, like a name for a thing, mm-hmm. deity, mm-hmm. General, uh, general. A general 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 yeah. term, yeah. Uh, that uh, and that uh, that has always been there, you know, like we talked about it. But uh, in polytheistic pantheon uh, in Ugarit, uh, this god L or Illu over there, uh, was a head of pantheon and had a head of wife. Hmm. And so when Yahweh merged with this god, uh, of course you end up with a problem because uh, then huh. Yahweh uh, kind of merged out or I don't yeah. know how to yeah. describe it, simply came up into a possession of a goddess. Yeah. Uh, whose name was Asherah. And you know, saying so, you immediately recognize that that was quite—it's—it's uh, uh, it's a goddess known in the Hebrew Bible, uh, in the Old Testament, and is uh, being again in very strong adversarial position. Yeah. Uh, you know, you you should uh, exterminate. You know, take out all the signs of Asherah, uh, probably using different verbs for that, probably Asherah was then represented by sacred poles, you know, Mm. or trees, or you know, like stumps, Mm. uh, or something like that, but uh, this goddess Asherah is very well documented throughout uh, the Semitic world, Mm. Uh, was the senior goddess, the partner of god El, uh, and uh, great lady, was her other title uh, was official consort uh, queen of of, uh, head of the pantheon uh, called also great goddess or the holy one mother of gods Hmm. uh, was a mother of minor gods that was the that biological way of creation of, of the universe, you, you know, mm. by uh, by procreation mm. uh, among the gods. You know, similar to, uh, uh, to Greek mythology, classical mythology, right.
0: you know. But this brings up a question already. Like uh-huh. you mentioned Greek mythology, like that's that's where we commonly would know goddesses and mm-hmm. <laughs> but but in the polytheistic time before the shifting into monotheism in the time of the ugaritic literature literature, literature yeah, yeah. were there other uh, goddesses
1: oh yeah of course yeah yeah number wow. of them and, and many more gods, and we can talk about it uh, later on. Yeah, uh, no, but I just know. want to know,
0: like, this is just one of many goddesses.
1: Asherah was one of the goddesses. Uh, uh, Ishtar would be another, oh, right. for instance. Anat uh, was a an partner of God Baal. Ah. You know, But simply by, uh, it, it was actually funny in that respect, because uh, uh, by having for quite a long time... Uh, the main source about studying best semitic uh, northwest semitic religion was through the bible and in the bible uh asherah and baal are mentioned very often side by side and so on mm-hmm. so for until almost until uh uh ugaritic texts were discovered You know, there were people seriously thinking that Baal and Asherah were the divine couple. (laughs) And that would not be the case, of course. You know, after discovery of Ugaritic literature, it became absolutely obvious that that was not the case. Baal had a different partner, (laughs) while Asherah was a partner of the head god. You know, and through that, we actually discovered how it came that Asherah was in this position of being acquainted with Yahweh, because uh-huh. as El merged with Yahweh, then you know Yahweh received this divine partner, yeah. uh, Goddess Asherah, and uh, that is uh, well documented from inscriptions uh, in uh, in Palestine or in Holy Land, and uh, so. Uh, one would be uh, from the burial cave in Kirbet El Elkom, uh, where there is a blessing in the name uh, of Yahweh and an Asherata. Mm-hmm. You know, slightly differently spelled, yeah. uh, but uh, that is a clear example that the divine couple here functioned in... Um, In Israel, or in Judah, here more appropriately, I should say. uh, And uh, that blessing is clearly stated there. It's a burial cave. It's a blessing over those who departed. You know, that's uh, one example. Another example well-known is from Kuntilet Ajrut. It was like a caravan stop on a caravan road from the Red Sea uh, along the Sinai Peninsula up uh, to to Palestine. And uh, over there they discovered uh, inscriptions on pottery and on walls and again we have there an uh, expressions of blessing in the name of Yahweh, Yahweh of Shomron. That's a local place, Shomeron. Uh, and by Asherata, again, slightly different spelling, but, you know, spellings uh, occasionally change, but uh, generally consonants are there Mm -hmm. uh, of of Ashera, and um, so that is, uh, and there were uh, several inscriptions uh, of this kind uh, in this uh, caravan stop. Uh, and uh, so here you have examples where th- there is clear evidence of Yahweh being coupled yeah. with a divine partner uh, in archaeological finds, you know, which cannot be simply easily taken away. The partly damaged, not everything is clearly readable. Uh, it's, it, but in, in all these cases, it's like an expression of blessing. Mm. That is, uh, in, in uh, that Kuntilet uh, Ajrut, it is uh, not Yahweh uh, of Shomron. Uh, in this case, uh, it, is, it is once uh, of Shomron and once it is of uh, Teman it's another location so you know the god is associated with it. it's mm. probably sanctuary or holy place very difficult to say that was not the case uh, that you know this was happening that there was this worship of divine couple mm-hmm. um, you can say oh but it was unorthodox or something like that you know there are some other uh, examples because uh i think once it's mentioned by yahweh and his asherah huh. Uh, which uh, would, in Hebrew language, indicate that uh, that was not a person, sort of, because mm. you can you you would not uh, affix uh, this uh, ownership, per- ownership yeah. this way in in the language mm. uh, in uh, Semitic language. But uh, that is a little questionable. That's one thing. The other thing is Asherah. Uh, had a dual personality, sort Mm. of, Uh, was clearly a goddess that's without discussion, but at the same time was uh, often represented by, as I mentioned, uh, sacred pole or a stump of a tree or something like that. That was her manifestation Mm. in the sanctuary or in a worship space. And uh, you, you know you can then make a point that it was Yahweh and Yahweh's sacred pole mm-hmm. or something like that. But again, uh, it's it's very it's it's almost like a splitting of uh, splitting of hair because uh, if that is a source of blessing, it clearly has an agency,
0: mm, right? You, you,
1: you know, and we know from Semitic. Uh, Those uh, polytheistic times, that different objects could receive offerings, for instance, and they're lifted up into a position of deity, like Mm. a lyre, you know, Mm -hmm. musical instrument Mm -hmm. uh, was receiving in Ugarit uh, offerings, Mm. and so there was an uh, kind of not that clear uh, modern distinction between personality, say, or divinity and object as such. Nice. You know, they could see looking at the lyre, say, at the musical instrument, and at the same time recognize that behind it is a deity, mm. you know. it's It's similar to idolatry, you know, you have an idol, yes. You know, and at one moment it is an idol, and everyone knows it is a piece of wood. Mm. You know, and even pagans knew that. You know, mm-hmm. they were not stupid, but uh, they were able to to see it at the same time as a representation of something else. Mm. Uh, here, comparison to a modern theology would be, say, with communion. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it yeah. uh, it is a bread, say. Yeah. Okay, but at the same time, we all know, and especially if it is in a certain setting of a mass or worship, uh, in with prayers, that it has much higher significance, mm-hmm. uh, and especially in in the higher churches like Roman Catholic Church yeah. uh, or uh, Orthodox Church, but among Presbyterians as well, you, you know, we would not treat that as a regular bread. Mm -hmm. Because it has a higher signification behind it. And so in a similar way, I think that Asherah being represented as a sacred pole uh, and therefore being easily owned by another deity, say, you know, through that uh, possessive suffix uh, pronoun, um, at the same time was a goddess Hmm. and was able to be a source of blessing hmm. like we have it in that writing and and you know interestingly that uh that made its way to um to bible uh in that hostile environment against the goddess you know they try to kind of push that away yeah. you know recognizing that this is a problem You know, so, uh, we hear about exactly that, uh, uh, those Baals and their Asherahs, you have to exterminate or you have to cut down their sacred poles, for instance. Mm. Uh, you, you know, those are commands uh, from Exodus and then it is being done in Judges. And, mm. and uh, Josiah reform in Second Kings is doing exactly that, cleansing the land of these representations of goddess. Uh, and and leaving uh, Yahweh Mm. uh, uh, alone. But at the same time, of course, uh, if you have this kind of image of the creation through procreation, and it was quite common, then you cannot easily do without the partner. (laughs) And and so, for instance, there is this beautiful him in the book of Proverbs, uh, in chapter 8, about um, Lady Wisdom who partners with God, with Yahweh mm. in creating the world. Mm. And uh, you know, in in Proverbs, it is uh, relabeled as a personification of wisdom. Uh-huh. But uh. frankly, you know, if you replace the the word "lady wisdom" with "Asherah," mm. you will have what any of those old polytheistic Semites would recognize as oh. part of their own religion. So uh. that that's that's one of the thing ways of of dealing with it. Uh, you know, like. Uh, sublimating that mm-hmm. partly uh, into a personification of wisdom and and uh, preserving it to some degree because that's uh, otherwise a very nice uh, creation poetry mm-hmm. uh, which they wanted to preserve. You know, they did not preserve it uh, in a center core of their Bible or of their holy scriptures. Uh, it is in the Proverbs, which is kind of on the fringes, but, but still, it, you know, it got preserved there. So that's one thing. And the other thing was that, you know, how to deal with uh, this uh, situation was uh, what I, I would call that there is the tendency towards uh, divine or God's androgyny. So you that, know, say that again androgyny.
0: Andro- androgyny, okay. Androgyny, yeah, oh. you know, I have
1: a wrong no, accent here, no, no. you it, know, because it, yeah. I'm kind of getting it from Greek origins, I understand you now. Know,
0: now. It sounds like an ancient word, androgyny. Yeah, 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 no,
1: no, no, that is, going yeah. back, uh, andros, uh, That's oh. the, that, that means man, Yeah. and gnaikos, will be Greek for Whoa. a woman. Wow. You know, so... Uh, and uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, wow. you have the that the, the merger. So here, uh, that that merger actually went even further, so that in God, uh, even the, the other gender mm. is being folded in. Mm-hmm. So in uh, Proverbs, we have that the wisdom is hypostasized uh, wisdom is standing for uh, Asherah, mm-hmm. and is sublimated that way. While in other places, it goes even further, and that the female aspect is folded in or uh-huh. merged uh, with the concept of God. Uh-huh. And that starts in, in early, early stages. That's that's another way of of dealing with that, and. Uh, uh you can see several examples uh for instance starting with the genesis and and one of the creation stories that first uh, uh, where you have and god created man in his image in the image of god he created him male and female he created them OK, so if you, re- of course, there is this sexist language about God yeah. and creating just man. But as soon as we go beyond that, mm-hmm. there is this recognition that they are actually them. Mm-hmm. It's male and female. Mm-hmm. And they are created in image of God. So not that the male is an image of God, not that female is an image of God, but male and female together. Mm-hmm are an image of God. So, this is a classical example of this androgyny. Yeah. You know. Uh, In Deuteronomy, it's this, you were unmindful of the rock that gave you birth. You forgot the God who suffered labor pains for you. Whoa. So, here you have God giving... Oh, wow. Having labor pains. (laughs) Labor pains and giving birth. Yeah. And it's one God, the gender there is masculine yeah but having labor pains or birth pains uh, present or or, uh, then we can go into prophets uh, isaiah uh, shall i open the womb and not deliver says the lord shall i the one who delivers shut the womb says Mm -hmm. the lord Mm As a mother comforts her child, so I will comfort you. You shall be comforted in Jerusalem. Wow! You know, so here you have again that Laying kind of an uh, yeah. image. Of course, you can interpret that as it is very often done, uh, orthodox way. You know, saying that it is God who is opening someone else's wombs, you know, mm-hmm. or presiding over there, <laughs> yeah. almost oh, like... The um, one who
0: delivers, meaning that he's like the doctor now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: but, but I think it is more uh, that, that we need to go uh, into the, like a slightly deeper mythological thinking and mm-hmm. recognize that there is this androgyny yeah. uh, present again uh, in, in, in Psalms. From your belly, You drew me forth, you put me on the breast of my mother. On you was I cast from birth, you are my mother, my God since the belly time. Hmm. You know, here it is a little bit more poetic, but it is uh, clearly that playing with the idea that we are born of God and through our mothers. Yes, (laughs) Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but yes. uh, here you have that presence of oh. of the similar idea. Or does the rain ha- have a father, or who begot the dewdrops, from whose womb did eyes come from, mm. and who gave birth to the hoarfrost of heaven? Mm. And that's of course talking about God. Mm-hmm. And so here you have the similar idea. Yeah. you know of God with a womb. Yes. So uh, that that's another way where we see that monotheization, which is bringing to us something very very modern and radical. Uh, until recently, there was very little talk about the gender of God. Mm-hmm. But in modern theology, one of the streams is really like picking up this uh, theme and, and building it up into saying that God is, yeah, beyond the gender. That's one thing. But the other thing is that God includes both genders. Right. And, the, in, and therefore
0: in our, is beyond gender in, in a way, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, and and it is uh, it is you know liturgically, for instance, in in the Church here, uh, we 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 have the Lord's Prayer, which speaks yes. about God as Father and Mother. Yeah. And uh, and includes both roles and both the genders mm-hmm. uh, in in its uh, imagery uh-huh. uh, in in that prayer, and and I find it really meaningful. And here you have an examples. Which are going all the way, maybe in a more rustic way, mm-hmm. but going all the way to deep layers of, of Hebrew Scripture. So you, you know, it, it's 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 interesting, and I think that uh, it it opens our our mind to be more tolerant, mm-hmm. more uh, inclusive, yeah, more open-minded. Yeah. And it just,
0: it, it makes me think like, what if we grew up with a true androgynous approach to God from the beginning when we were children, which which hopefully that's what's going to happen now, people going to Rutgers Church or mm-hmm,
1: any
0: mm-hmm. other progressive church. W- what that would have done for me
1: mm-hmm, in mm-hmm.
0: my approach to
1: mm-hmm.
0: authority and yeah. and the whole idea of, of, and, and
1: viewing the world.
0: Yeah, it you know, really it really does say something like you know and it's and it took an adjustment for me.
1: Uh, but patriarchal, patriarchal yeah. religion took over you, you know through that monotheization and and that is something we can perhaps discuss uh, in our next section in, yeah. in our next podcast when we can discuss uh, what were the consequences yeah of, of this monotheization for philosophy, for worldview, for theological under, uh, understanding and self-understanding. Yeah. Uh, um, I, I, I think that it'll be very, very interesting. And then moving into those other gods. Right. What do you think, Peter? I love Would that. Be,
0: yeah. I love that. I and mean, then, of course, with, with monotheism, you lose to goddesses, Right.
1: Uh, that, they, they, as, as you saw, that they try to to include them and right. incorporate them through that androgyny. Right. But um, you, you 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 know that got somehow relatively quickly suppressed, or sure. it is just on the fringes, or you need to really know your Bible. Yeah. And pay special attention to, to it. I think are. that most fundamentalists would have probably some ways of excusing <sighs> it or not paying attention to it or yeah. uh, whatever. But but if you pay attention and you know your Bible, you will know about it. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, how many people would? Right. And exactly as you said... Um, this patriarchal way of looking at God and looking at religion and everything, yeah. took over and ruled over Judaism and Christianity for, for centuries. Yeah, And only now we are kind of coming back and recognizing that these are very interesting kernels, mm-hmm. like hidden there. And maybe we can lift them up and uh, um, use them in, in our, you know, Different times yes. where we try to be more respectful and more open and uh, more loving.
0: Yes. And thanks to you, we are able to do that in this small way in this podcast.
1: Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. And next, uh, time and we'll next time we'll be talking about consequences, consequences of, monotheism. of
0: monotheism. Oh, well, I can't wait for that. Thank you once again. Thank you, Peter. Thank you. Till next time.